You're listening to a Centro Church podcast. Hi everyone, I'm excited to be sharing with you today session seven in our series, Emotional Healthy Spirituality. I hope this series has been helping you as much as it has been helping me in my journey as a follower of Jesus Christ. The title of this session is Grow into an Emotionally Mature Adult. Many of you listening may say you're emotionally healthy and I would probably say the same thing. Although as I've prepared this message, I've realized that there are some things that I could work on in my life so that I can do better with God and with others. So I'm going to ask you some questions today. Have you ever been promised something and it didn't happen? Or you expected something from someone and they didn't deliver? Or maybe you expected to be invited to a function but found out that your name was left off the list? So how did you feel? How did this affect your relationship with those involved? And how did it affect your attitude and actions towards them? When I became a Christian, I was enthusiastic to serve Jesus with all my heart. My life changed for the better and I felt fantastic. I felt free and I felt the love of Jesus in my life. Although every time, over time, things happened that weren't always pleasing to me. There's been times when I've been hurt by people's actions and because of that, because of that hurt, my responses haven't always lined up with who Jesus is in my life. It's in the disappointments and the unmet expectations and our responses that highlight our emotional maturity. We can know the truths of the Bible. We can appear to be growing in God, but not growing in our love for people. We want to live by Christian principles, but we don't always know how. Sometimes the quality of love inside the church can be no different to that outside the church. We can be busy doing all the things that need to be done for God and yet unaware of the people around us. It's much like the church in the first century, the church in Corinth. They failed to make that connection. They were committed to having God as Lord of their lives. They had faith to move mountains. They gave great amounts of money to the poor. They were incredibly gifted, but they didn't love people. They didn't link loving God and loving people. They had, like many people today, they had a disconnected spirituality. Jesus always integrated the presence of God with the practice of loving people. When Jesus was asked, what is the greatest command? He replied, love the Lord your God with every passion of your heart, with all the energy of your being and with every thought that is within you. This is the great and supreme command. And the second is like it in importance. You must love your friend in the same way you love yourself. Contained within these commandments to love, you will find all the meaning of the law and the prophets. And that's found in Matthew 22. Jesus summarized the entire Bible in these verses. And what he was saying is that the essence of true Christian spirituality is to love well. This is difficult because life would be so much easier for me if everyone saw the world like I did and would do what I wanted them to do. We prefer the illusion of sameness when really we are all very, very different to each other. True Christian spirituality requires that we experience connection with God with ourselves and with other people. God invites us to practice the presence, his presence in our daily lives. And at the same time, practice the presence of people in our daily lives. There's a quote and it says, love is to reveal the beauty of another person to themselves. 
And guess what? Jesus did that with each person he met. Growing into an emotionally mature adult is not normal. I remember when my children were little and they would complain of pains in their legs and I would often say to them, they're growing pains. Growing pains are part of the process of growing into an adult physically. As with growing physically, growing into an emotionally mature adult sometimes brings with it growing pains. To love well can be challenging at times. Loving others can be hard. Not everyone is easy to love and all of us are hard to love. The spiritually mature Christian has learned to love well. Loving well is a key component in strong relationships. Loving well and being loved well not only feels good, but it also empowers us. This is the kind of love it takes to thrive in life. The problem is few of us have learned to do love well practically. We learn many skills to be competent in our careers, many skills as students. We invest thousands of dollars and years of our time to do that, but we don't learn the skills necessary to grow into an emotionally mature adult, an adult who loves well. Part of growing into an emotionally mature adult is to apply the biblical truths that we learn and we believe. For example, scripture says, be quick to hear and slow to listen. Be angry and sin not. Speak the truth, but do it in love. Be a true peacemaker. Don't bear false witness against your neighbour. Get rid of all bitterness, rage and envy. Loving well isn't learned automatically. It's a choice. It takes determination and intention. It's a decision of the heart. We underestimate the depth of our bad habits and what is needed to sustain long-term Christ-like change in our relationships. Growing into an emotionally healthy adult means I experience each individual, including myself, as sacred and holy. Martin Buber, a great Jewish theologian, wrote a book called I and Thou. He describes the most healthy and mature relationships between two human beings as an I and Thou relationship. In such a relationship, we firstly recognise that I am made in the image of God, and so is every other person on the face of the earth. This makes them a thou to me. Because of that reality, every person deserves respect. I treat them with dignity and worth. I don't dehumanise them, and I affirm them as having a separate and unique existence from me. Though you're different to me, I respect you, love and value you. Respect is not a feeling. It's how we treat another person. Regardless of how we might feel about another human being, they are made in the image of God and of infinite worth. Recognising the uniqueness of every other person on earth is pivotal to emotional maturity. Once we make that connection, it changes everything. Jesus was well aware of the need of the practical living out of a life-loving God, ourselves and others well. He knew that great sermons or messages were not going to be enough for people to get it and to change. So he chose 12 disciples and with them, he modelled the practical application of his teaching. Building a community, the body of Christ that relates maturely, is truly the greatest gift we can give ourselves and the world around us. So allow yourself to be stretched. We are about loving God and loving people. They're inseparable. Despite our chronological age, we are, different, we are at different stages of emotional maturity. You can be 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 or 80 physically and yet be a teenager emotionally or a child or an infant. 
So let's take a look at four emotional stages that we find ourselves in and you can see which of these that you can identify with. Firstly, there's the emotional infant. Emotional infants look to others to take care of them. They have great difficulty entering the world of others. They're driven by the need for instant gratification. Infants use other people as objects to meet their, their needs. Secondly, emotional children. Emotional children are con content and happy as long as they get what they want. They unravel quickly from stress and disappointments and trials. Emotional children interpret disagreements as personal offences. They're easily hurt. They complain and withdraw, become sarcastic when they don't get their own way. They have great difficulty, difficulty calmly discussing their needs and wants in a mature way. Thirdly, there's the emotional adolescence. They tend to be defensive. They're threatened by criticism. They keep score of what they give so they can ask for something back later. Adolescents deal with conflict very poorly and they become preoccupied with themselves. They're critical and they're judgmental. And then fourthly, there's the emotional adult, which is our ultimate goal. An emotional adult is able to ask for what they need, for what they want and would prefer. They recognise and take responsibility for their own flaws and feelings. An emotional adult, even under stress, states what they believe and they value without getting into a fight, without becoming adversarial. They can respect others without having to change them. They give people room to make mistakes and not have to be perfect. They have the capacity to resolve conflict maturely and they say that, see the perspectives of other people. According to Buber, I-thou relationships can only exist between two people willing to connect across their differences. Moving towards emotional maturity by practising the I-thou in our relationships gives us the capacity to resolve conflicts maturely and negotiate solutions as we consider other people's perspectives. There's a verse in Matthew and it says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. This New Testament verse is often misinterpreted, thinking that Jesus is calling us to be appeasers or pacifiers, ensuring that nobody gets upset. We're to keep the peace, making sure things remain stable and serene. When out of fear to avoid conflict and appease people, we're actually becoming false peacemakers. Think about when someone you know who is constantly late, you don't say anything, although deep down you're frustrated and you're annoyed with them, but you need to keep the peace. By not saying anything, you're being a false peacemaker. Maybe there's been times when you know you should speak about something that isn't right, although you say nothing to keep the peace. This is false peacemaking. The problem is the way of true peace will never come pretending what is right is wrong. True peacemakers love God, others and themselves enough to disrupt false peace. You can't have true peace of God's kingdom with lies and pretense. Saying that's okay when it really isn't, the fact is it's affecting your relationship with that person. Honest communication wins over pretense. It is the mature thing to do. Otherwise, our relationships begin to break down. Unresolved conflicts are one of the greatest tensions with Christians today. None of us like conflict. Rather than risking more broken relationships, we prefer to ignore the difficult issues and settle for false peace, hoping that they will go away. But the fact is, they don't. We all learn sooner or later that you can build Christ's kingdom. You cannot build Christ's kingdom on lies and pretense. Only the truth will do by learning to be true peacemakers. This is a kingdom way of relating that is 
for most outside our comfort zone. These skills are easy to understand but very difficult to apply. But by continually practicing mature godly behavior, we can be free from a lifelong cycle of emotional immaturity, moving from infants, children, adults to adults. This intentionality to grow into an emotionally mature adult and the commitment to love well will transform your lives. It will also transform your relationships, your marriages, your parenting and your friendships, no matter who you are. For some, you may have grown up in families that were very good at criticising and saying what's wrong with each other. How did your family of origin do emotional connection? There have been patterns formed in our lives that influence the way we relate today. As we learn skills to respect each other, we learn to appreciate others and see the good rather than the bad in them. Emotional health and spiritual maturity are inseparable but it's not possible to be spiritually mature while remaining emotionally mature. So let's have a look at some things and some ways that will help us grow into emotionally healthy human beings. Firstly, communication. Speaking and listening is the essence of having an I-thou relationship. Communication is the most important skill in life. It is essential to all relationships and yet few do it well. This is especially true under stress and in conflict. Habit five in Stephen Covey's book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, is to seek first to understand and then be understood. Most people do not listen with the intent to understand. They listen with the intent to reply. Be a good listener. Clear your head and responses and truly hear what the other person is saying to you. Repeat back what you heard if needs be. If a person knows that they've been heard, they are more likely to hear what you have to say. Communication is two-way. In your conversations, ask yourself, am I dominating this conversation? Is this all about me? Am I showing interest in the other person and asking questions about them and giving them airspace to talk? Another way to grow in maturity is to stop mind reading. Every time I make an assumption about someone who has hurt or disappointed me without affirming it, I believe a lie about this person in my head. This assumption is a misinterpretation of reality. 99% of the assumptions we make are wrong. Why? Because I haven't, checked, I haven't checked it out with the other person. It is possible that I'm believing something that is untrue and we possibly pass these false assumptions on to those around us. When we leave reality from mental creation of our own doing, we create a counterfeit world and in that process exclude God from our lives because he can't exist outside of reality and truth. And in the meantime, we destroy our relationships by creating endless confusion and conflict. And thirdly, clarify expectations. The problem with most expectations is that they are unconscious, unrealistic, unspoken and unagreed upon. Expectations are only valid when they've been mutually agreed upon. We all know the unpleasant expectations when other people are, are placing, or the unpleasant feelings we have when other people place expectations on us that we never agreed to. Think about an expectation you have on those in your life and ask yourself the questions. Are they realistic? Am I conscious of them? Have they been spoken about and are they agreed upon? One of the greatest gifts we can give our world is to be a community of emotionally healthy adults who through Christ love well. 
Jesus formed that small community with his disciples and they were neither spiritually or emotionally mature. They struggled with all sorts of things, with intolerance, ambition, they were sceptical, they were opinionated and many other things, although most of them had one quality, that they were willing, and that is all God asks, be willing to grow into an emotionally healthy adult. This gives the power of God and a commitment to learn an opportunity to move in us and to break us from unhealthy, destructive patterns that go back generations in our families and cultures. Use this time as we are confined to our homes during this worldwide crisis to allow our loving God to work in our hearts. He wants us to grow into who he's created us to be. He doesn't pick and choose who he loves and who he doesn't. His heart is full of love for all mankind to be healthy and whole. Jesus went to the cross because of his love for us. Loving well costs, but the benefit is freedom, freedom from the darkness and heaviness that comes when we don't do love well. So this week, practice your skills either over the phone or at home with, the, with your family, communicating with others in mind. Check that your assumptions are true and clarify your expectation. Emotional maturity starts in the heart. My faith is not just about me. It's about his love in me and given out to others. I am his light to my family, to my friends, to my neighbours, to my work colleagues. And so this week, pray daily that God will show you how to love well to make you aware of the way you treat people, helping you to look to them with look at them with eyes and a heart of Jesus and to be a true peacemaker so that others will see his kindness through us and we will grow into that emotionally mature follower of him. So let's pray together. Father, we just come to you and we just pray that um, your reality will will come out of our hearts as we learn to do relationships well, learn how to love well. And I just pray for everyone listening to this message, Father God, that something has resonated in each one of our hearts, Lord Jesus, to to grow into who you've created us to be. Lord, I pray for those that are, that are in conflict at the moment. I just pray, God, that uh, maybe you have just dropped seed into their heart of maybe you need they need to ring that person god whatever it is lord i just pray that you'll help us to to grow from wherever we're at on that scale into the emotionally healthy adult that we will learn to love well and lord just realize that we are made in your image god that we are all different and things aren't always going to go our way but lord jesus help us to love well and help those lord jesus this week to just take the next step to grow into all that you've created them to be, I pray in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this podcast.